All right. Hi, and welcome back, Attorney Steve, and welcome to another exciting episode of Vondran Legal Hour. Okay, so normally we talk about intellectual property business and real real estate disputes on my podcast show, but today I'm going to talk a little bit about the Vegas shooting and a lawsuit that was filed on on uh, October 10th, 2017, and just give you a flavor of some of the allegations that were set forth in the lawsuit in case you were wondering, you know, is Mandalay Bay going to get sued? Is MGM going to get sued? What happens? So there was actually, and this is general legal information only, not legal advice. And, um, but at any rate, so this is a case filed by one Paige Gasper. And Paige Gasper was one of the persons that was shot during the, the Route 91 Music Festival, which was a three-day music festival in Las Vegas. And, and Paige was one of the persons that was apparently hit, taken to the hospital and injured and subsequently filed this lawsuit. So the lawsuit deals with a lot of different defendants. So if you take a look at the complaint, um, which you can find online, you'll see a lot of different defendants. You'll see MGM Resorts International. You'll see Mandalay Bay. You'll see the estate of Stephen Paddock that's suing the estate. Remember that he was um, apparently, according to accounts, was a you know millionaire or multimillionaire, wealthy individual. So his estate was sued, and also a company named Slide Fire Solutions, and a bunch of Doe defendants were named. These are fictional defendants, and various security officers, event planners, and various manufacturers and retails retailers of what they call the bump stock. Um, device that allows a gun to essentially mimic or act as if it is an automatic weapon. So it allows the shooter to shoot a lot more bullets than than just without it. So, so there was a lot of defendants named in this lawsuit. This was filed in Clark County, Nevada District Court. Um, you can look it up online, like I said, but I'll give you some of the allegations. Essentially, um, And if you recall, if you don't know anything about the case, um, the news accounts, and I'll give you the news accounts, these are just things that I have heard reported. You would have to check it out yourself. But essentially, there was a shooter on the 32nd floor. He had come into the hotel. Apparently, he was a gambler. So he had come into the hotel over a course of a few nights, the Mandalay Bay Resort which is actually one of my favorite resorts, Um, but he would come to came to the resort. Apparently, I don't know if he gambled there or not, but the allegations are that Mr. Paddock was on the 32nd floor, um, shot off a bunch of rifles and things that he had accumulated up there, something like 20, 23 guns. And, you know, obviously he had went on a shooting rampage if Again, everybody's innocent until proven guilty, as is Mr. Paddock. But um, the story is that there was, you know, over 11 minutes of shooting and something like 59 people died and several hundred were injured. So so the estate of Stephen Paddock was named as a defendant. Mandalay Bay was named as a defendant. MGM Resorts was named as a defendant. Live Nation Group is also named as a defendant. That was the concert and event promoter for the Route 91 Music Festival. So there's a whole lot of defendants. They're going after, um, you know, no pun intended, like a shotgun approach, bringing in a lot of different defendants 
and you know seeing where the recovery may lie. So, but I wanted to go over just some of the causes of action. You may be saying, well, what you know, how do you hold the hold the hotel liable for something that a guest does? How do you hold the event promoter liable? How do you go after the bump stock manufacturer? So, there's a lot of questions that will be unraveled in this case. So, we'll probably learn more as the case goes on. And like a lot of cases in civil civil courts, is oftentimes they settle. So sometimes we don't really learn a whole lot about them. But let's go through some of the cause of action. Really what we're talking about is negligence. Here are the negligence claims being made against MGM and Mandalay Bay. And these are, one, failing to properly surveil people coming in and going from the hotel. So that was fail, failure to properly surveil. Not all people want to be surveilled, but so that was one of the allegations of negligence. And just so you know, negligence can really be broken down into four elements, duty, breach of that duty, causation, and damages. So you have a duty to your guests. You have you breach the duty when you fail to act as the reasonable company would, or you, you fall below the standard of care, as they say. But so you have a duty of breach, which causes damages. So there's a lot of different things alleged that were the, the negligence. Failing to properly surveil was one. Number two, failing to monitor the hotel premises with closed circuit television, CCTV. Number three, failing to timely respond or otherwise act upon Paddock's shooting of Mandalay Bay security officer Jesus Campos, who had gone to the 32nd floor to check on an alert coming from another guest room and was shot six minutes prior to Paddock's commencement of shooting towards the concert venue. So that's another allegation. Four, failing to notice or take precautions against Paddock's delivery of guns and or ammunition to his hotel room. Five, failing to notice or take action against Paddock's setup of surveillance Outside his hotel room, there were some allegations that Pat Paddock had set up his own surveillance. Uh, one was in a food cart, and I think one also in the peephole or, or whatnot. But um, you can check those allegations out. So failing to take action of that. Six, failing to adequately prevent or timely discover Paddock's opening of his hotel room windows. Uh, as you remember, there was windows shot out. Number seven failing to adequately train and supervise employees on the reporting and discovery of suspicious individuals and or person and or activity. So those are some of the allegations of negligence against MGM and Mandalay Bay. Moving down further in the complaint, we can see additional allegations being made, um, adding Live Nation, the concert promoter, to this list. Number one, failing to design, build, and mark adequate exits in case of emergency, so not having the proper exits. Failing, number two, failing to properly train and supervise employees in an appropriate plan of action in case of an emergency. So those are more allegations. Again, duties breached, causing damages, okay? So um, those are some of the other allegations that you see in here. Now, as you might know, it's the plaintiff that bears the burden of proof on these issues. The plaintiff has to come forward um, as again, as far as Paddock, all, you know, he would be, uh, you know, there's never been a criminal trial. So it's not like he's been adjudicated as guilty or anything like that. So the burden is going to fall squarely on the plaintiff's shoulders. Okay. Um, moving down, we see a third claim of relief for battery. Now, battery is the intentional 
contact, offensive bodily, offensive or harmful bodily contact of a third person, of another person. So this was a battery claim brought against the estate of Stephen Paddock for battery. And obviously that would be for the shooting and the bullets actually hitting. And he and if, if he was the guy that did it, then he would have intended bodily injury and, and battery is the intent. It's an intent tort. So you have to be able to show that intentional um, conduct. So that's going to be another issue in the case. Uh, plaintiff is seeking $15,000 pain and suffering, past and future severe emotional distress, and anticipated future loss of income. In addition, as to the estate of Stephen Paddock, intentional infliction of emotional distress, we have a video on that um, out there. We also, I believe, have a video on battery if you want more information on that. But intentional infliction of emotional distress is intentional, basically intending to cause somebody severe mental or emotional distress, um, usually by extreme and outrageous conduct. So shooting guns out of a 30-second window would be something that would probably qualify, just in my my general uh, estimation. But again, also seeking damages for the distress and whatnot. Now, moving on, so there are some claims against the estate. So somebody had, um, obviously, he's got some, I think he had a brother and maybe some other family members who may be the beneficiaries of, of his estate. And there would be some issues as to making a claim against that estate. Now, the fifth claim for relief is also negligence. This is against Slidefire. And I think Slidefire Solutions was the... Um, the bump stock, bump stock manufacturer, I'd have to read it a little bit closer, but I think that's who they were. Check that out for yourself. And it says here in the allegations, prior to the mass shooting, Paddock brought in excess of a dozen files, 12 bump stock devices, and hundreds of rounds of ammunition to his hotel room. Paddock's rifles were equipped with bump stock devices, which enabled him to fire bullets rapidly, mimicking automatic fire. So there was a negligence claim brought against um, this manufacturer, and let's go over some of those claims. We have four here. A, failure, failing to properly design the bump stock devices. And that doesn't say much more than that. Um, B, failing to properly manufacture the bump stock devices. C, failing to properly market the bump stock devices. And D, negligently advertising and or promoting the bump stock devices as an inexpensive device that could be used to circumvent federal laws prohibiting fully automatic weapons. So as you know, there's a big gun debate that's going on over the shooting, as there is with a lot of different shootings. But some claims are being made here against what appears to be the bump stock manufacturer. So we'll see how those go. Um, I'm not an expert in this area. I think those are tough claims to win going after the manufacturers, but you never know. Um, and so we'll see on that. So that's the claim there. There's also a gross negligence claim. Um, interestingly, if you're into strict products liability, this is de- de- defective designs or manufacturing of a product. This, this would be an interesting complaint if you want to go read that. Some of the strict liability claims that are being made, that's also a claim that sounds in tort law. So um, there are some claims made in there as well against Slidefire and some of the Doe defendants. So that may be interesting. It'll probably bore you if you don't know anything about strict products liability, so I'm going to save it on this one. But that's a general overview um, of the claims. 
there is a prayer for relief in the relief section seeking general and special damages in an amount in excess of 15000 for costs of the suit, reasonable attorney fees and interest, and for punitive and exemplary damages against defendant Slidefire and or the Does and Rose in an amount to be determined at trial. So this should be a case to watch. I predict probably there'll be a, a settlement maybe early on, but um, I've just been watching on TV. There's more and more advertisements coming out for Vegas shooting victims, people that um, we, you know, survived the victim and also, you know, probably wrongful death claims for those who didn't survive. So that will be some cases to watch. We'll see how all this plays out. Try to keep you posted if we can. But that's an update on the Vegas shooting lawsuits. Attorney Steve Vondren, if you need some help in a civil litigation case, you can find us at attorneysteve.com. This is an advertisement and communication, not legal advice. Thanks a lot. Hope you had a great day and we'll talk again.